0: Welcome to the fifth episode of Be Still and Know, a weekly devotional podcast for New Covenant Lutheran Church. I'm Clary Dees, and I'm happy to have you listening to the thoughts and ideas that God presents to me each week. I hope that as part of your reading and listening, God is giving you deeper insight into your everyday too. As by now, I'm sure you know, We're reading the devotional book, Be Still and Know, from Broad Street Publishing, and I encourage you to purchase the book and read along with us. It's available on Amazon for around $8, and you can jump in at any point. So this week was a quieter week than the last few for me. Not in the worldly sense. My actual week this week was pretty busy. Extra meetings, work deadlines, and watching my mother-in-law's dog. What I mean when I say the week was quieter is that God was quieter for me this week. Perhaps that was because my week was busy and I wasn't listening intently as I have been. What was interesting though was the few times that God broke through this week were bigger, more impactful moments that I will share with you shortly. Before we get to the readings though, I want to encourage and remind you that when God speaks to you, there's a possibility it's not always the same. Perhaps, like me, you have some weeks where God breaks through in big ways, and other weeks where he's more subtle and quiet in his communication to you. I think it's important to remember that even in busy times, times when you might think you're not hearing from God, he's still there and still trying to communicate with you. It's just that you might need to look in other places to hear him. So let's dive into the devotional readings for the week. I have found that over the last month of reading this book, there are so many ways that the book is connecting to my life. And it has also encouraged me to go back to the Bible to explore certain things a little deeper. I hope that you might be doing that too. I've been taken to some chapters in the Bible that I've never read before, or I've only read once. And it's been a great learning experience for me. There is so much teaching in the Bible And I am a true believer that we are never done learning. Monday's reading this week was about grace. God's grace is plentiful. And we are always given enough to see us through any situation. But even in that, we are not superhuman. And he doesn't ever expect us to go it alone. I love the song, Your Grace Is Enough, as it's a wonderful and uplifting reminder that God is always there for us and he has enough grace. In fact, like the line in the song says, his grace is enough heaven reaching down to us. The very last line of the Bible, Revelation twenty-two twenty-one, says, may the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. What an awesome way to end the teaching. Through it all, through all the readings and teachings and lessons from Jesus, the last thing we're told is to remember that God's got grace on overload for his people. What a great reminder. Something I've noticed in the last year through the pandemic is that the prayer list at church has grown immensely. This tells me that as a body of Christ, we're recognizing that grace can come through the prayer of other followers And that we're more comfortable reaching out to each other to seek that extra helping of grace when we need it, especially in troubling times. Tuesday's reading this week made me laugh. The image of the little boy taking up the trash and zigzagging through the house to get out to the dumpster made me wonder if that's what God sees when he looks down on us as we're going through the day-to-day and year-to-year of our lives Something that dawned on me after reading Tuesday's message was that we, as humans, are often quick to blame the world or others or bad luck for our circumstances and situations when, in fact, we have a lot more control of our zigzagging than we allow ourselves to believe. Not that things don't happen to us, because they do, but we have a huge impact on the zigzagging because of how we respond to those circumstances. The way that we react in any situation then has a direct correlation to what happens next. I hope I'm making sense. I think I lost myself a bit after my third zigzagging reference. The point that I hope you're seeing here is that if, when things happen and we're in a challenging situation, we turn directly to God for His help, support, and grace, instead of zigzagging on our own, those situations might not turn out so bad. I need to remember that just as much as the next person. Psalm 55 tells us, Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. This leads right into what we read on Wednesday this week about God being our healer. We're good at coming to Him and to our brothers and sisters in Christ when there's a problem or an illness, something we can't fix on our own. But what the reading showed me was that if we had more of an everyday relationship with God, we could bring all of the smaller things to Him too. In the moment, a small thing might seem too insignific- insignificant to bring to God. But what happens when you have small thing on top of small thing? on top of small thing, and you're trying to handle them all on your own. You end up zigzagging and not getting anywhere because it's overwhelming. The other thing that came to me as I read Wednesday's devotional was that I tend to think of healing in the physical sense. Healing from pain, from a surgery, or from an illness. But prayers of healing are about so much more than that. People might be needing healing from an emotional or psychological trauma too. Every day in our lives, we interact with people in need of healing that we can't physically see, which is why it's so important to always approach people with grace, because you never know what someone else could be dealing with. That said, I heard a sermon this past week that was also a very clear reminder that with grace has to come truth just how jesus approached situations the teaching i heard this week was about how really only jesus has the perfect balance of truth and grace we as humans tend to lean naturally one way or the other and the sermon was a great reminder to me that to truly help each other in life we should approach people with a healthy helping of truth to go along with our grace thursday this week we read about those people in the bible who had impossible things happen to them bearing a child at an old age for example as we read in genesis 17 and 18 abraham at almost a 100 and sarah in her 90s believed that they were too old to have children but god made it so for them and they were blessed with their son isaac we were also reminded of a few of the other most famous stories Where God's true miraculous powers are highlighted. Daniel in the Lion's Den, in the book of Daniel, and others. Stories that, without the amazing power of God, would have ended up very differently. But, as we're told, with God, all things are possible. This reading got me thinking about how we pray and what we are asking God for when we pray. We know that God answers our prayers. He is a very loving and giving father. But he doesn't just give us everything we ask for. You see in movies, the people who pray to win the lottery or something equally as impossible or almost impossible. And today I'm reminded that the way we pray is as important as what we're praying about. We also have to remember that our prayers aren't always answered immediately either. We've been praying for over a year for an end to the pandemic. And there's finally one in sight. As of today, just under 50% of American adults are fully vaccinated. And the CDC announced that because of the successful vaccine and numbers of COVID cases dropping, we can finally relax the wearing of masks. Hallelujah! Our prayers are being answered. Not right away, and not perhaps how we thought they would be answered, but... They're being answered. A year ago, we didn't know what the next 12 months would bring or if a vaccine would be ready this quickly. And just look at the outcome now. This is a great example of how prayers are often answered differently than we had thought, which is a reminder to then go and look at how we're responding to those different answers. A few weeks ago, I talked about how our actions being our way of saying thank you to God for his grace. And he has shown us so much grace with the miracle of a vaccine that's working against the pandemic. And now it's our turn to say thank you for answered prayers. Friday's reading this week also had me thinking about the pandemic, which has happened a few times since I've been reading this devotional. And I think it's just because things are always changing right now. We read on Friday about the beauty that God created for us and how his commandments are full of the wonderful ways that we get to live and the things that we can do. In Exodus, after the Ten Commandments are shared, we then read about all the ways that we can live our lives and the opportunity that we have as Christians. The devotional reads, Even his commandments, his laws, and his guidance is inspiring. And I couldn't agree more. It's essentially a teaching on what to do. And I don't know about you, but coming out on the other side of a year of being told what not to do, I found the reminder on Friday's reading very uplifting and inspirational. Psalm 139 talks about how God knows us and has always known us, better than we know ourselves and better than those closest to us know us too even our earthly parents. The devotional on Saturday reminded me of my mother-in-law. She is one of the most loving and caring mothers and grandmothers, and I am so thankful to have her in my life. It's so funny to watch her go through the list of all of her children and grandchildren before she gets to the actual name she's looking for. My husband and I are both sea names, and our two kids are sea names too. So you can imagine the list that she goes through before she gets out the name of the one of us that she wants to address. Sometimes she even throws in the pet's names too. This message about God knowing us came to me on a day when God shared a very powerful message with me that I want to share with you too. I was in a situation where I was surrounded by people I didn't know and listening to their surface level conversations with each other And watching their actions had me feeling a certain way about them. I hate to say it, but I found them to be shallow. Now, God, knowing my heart, made sure to use this experience to teach me something. Later the same day, I was in another situation and there was a different group of people having a similar type conversation. And I found myself thinking, here we go again. How can people be so happy with the surface level relationships? And then, boom! One of them pulls out her phone and starts reciting 1 Corinthians to help show the point she was trying to make. Wow. In that moment, God very gently, but also very truthfully, reminded me not to make assumptions about people, because while a snippet of a conversation may have me thinking a certain way about them, it's only a snippet, and I do not know their true self like he does. This was a wonderful lesson this week, and I wanted to share it with those of you listening in case you ever find yourself hearing a piece of someone else's conversation. It may not always be as it seems. Our last reading this week was about joy. Joy even in the dark times, because we know there is a promise of something better coming. As I was reading this, I felt like God was yelling at me to make sure I share with you that there is joy in every moment, all of them, even the worst ones. There is always joy to be found. You just have to look for it. Not only that, but if we spend too much time looking for the joy that is to come, we may miss the joy that is right in front of us. Earlier this week, we read about the beauty in God's creation. Even on the worst, most painful days, We can find joy in the beauty of his earth. Living in Arizona, we're blessed at the end of every day with a sunset that's incredible. No matter how the day has been and what I'm going through, the promise of joy that the sunset brings is remarkable. Just as remarkable as its beauty. That's just one example of the joy that I find in every single day. No matter what else is going on, the joy of a child's laugh, or the gentle hand-holding with your spouse, or even that first sip of coffee. There is joy everywhere if we pay attention to it. I want to encourage you all this week to live the life that God has given you. Live it with joy and without fear, because he is with us and he is answering prayers all the time. We just have to have our eyes and ears open, because those prayers might not be answered in the way that we think they will be. Amen.